I was going to burp, but um, then I realized I didn't need to. Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hakely. What what an opening. (laughs) Hi, I'm Maggie, and that's my brother Sam over there. Yes, that's Um, me. We're watching the television show Glee uh, and reviewing it episode by episode because we have a very troubled relationship with the show itself. Uh, We hate it. Yeah. Anything else? (laughs) um, I mean... I like to think that um, we are providing a good mm-hmm, service because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. I don't remember. If no, we ta- I think we are. Yeah, I, I don't remember if we talked about this last week, but I, I watched this. It's more important this week because this week, this week's episode and next week's episode are about two episodes that I watched with someone who, uh, uh-huh. who I've have talked like I haven't really talked to about Glee as much, but he sure. has told me before that he's a really big fan of Glee. And so sure. then after we watched these two episodes together and I like, you know, was upset yeah. about all of the terrible things that we're, we're about to talk sure. about. Um, and the next time we talked about it, he was like, yeah, that time we watched Glee together. I mean, I just, I, I, I kind of get might, it. I, th- I think I get it. I think it. I might now. hate Glee. <laughs> yeah. I think I might hate it. And yeah. guess what, y'all? We all hate it. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to the show. Um, I think we are providing a good service, Sam, because yeah. as uh, people who watched the show while it was on TV, I think most of our, like, at least some of our listeners are those kind of people as well. Yeah. Like, it, you definitely needed some way to, like, decompress after seeing one of those episodes when it was on television. Like, they were pretty... It's some pretty intense shit, and we're going to get into some pretty intense shit in this episode. Yeah. It is season two, episode six, Never Been Kissed. Yeah. Um, it originally aired on November 9th, 2010, with 10.99 million viewers, which is down from hey, last Sam. week. Hey, Sam. Yeah. Sam, I didn't that's want... your birthday. I didn't want to what, share what that. What were you turning? I... What, what were you... Um, let's see. <laughs> yeah, it In 2010. Been... I would have been turning 18. I think so. 18. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. I know. So old now. Um, but yeah, it was, it was my birthday. I didn't want to tell people that because that's what we no, call personal fun. information, Maggie. Um, and I also just told it's, them, the, I'd also just told them the age I would be. So now they can figure out what my actual birthday is. <laughs> How's Oops. that bad? Uh, How is I don't that know. Bad? I feel like it's that's not going to hurt. That's a number of Whatever. people can use. Not- anyway, it's fine. I'll cut all this use, or some you, of it. This is ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> let's get to the episode. Well, uh, Maggie, it was directed both, by. Yeah. Well, it was directed by Bradley Brooker. Um, that is spelled you- B-U-E-K-C-K-E-R. Okay, Bradley Bucher. 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 Uh, don't know who he. Don't know who he is. Um, but it was written by Brad Falchuk, one of our. Um, like the least like, favorite people you on know the earth. How in, yeah, I imagine that they all wear like long dark robes and kind of confer around maybe some sort of weird eternal flame. Uh, yeah, some kind of culty <laughs> shit is what you're saying. Uh, uh, underneath the long dark robes, they're all wearing those really shitty Ryan Murphy hats, you know. And then they and then they sacrifice um, a um, a gay virgin on the altar. 
they do. Yeah. <laughs> they, they sacrifice uh, a gay kid who's never been kissed. Yeah. And um, we need to get into the episode. Uh, well, was there any critical listen, response this you one wanted was, to highlight? This, yeah. So this one was um, put in um, uh, as it was one of the six ec- episodes that were submitted as like nomination for the Emmys. Wait, really? Which, yeah. Which Did they just laugh? Like, a, like yeah. did they just like, was that um, a joke? Was that a joke that they submitted this to us, the Emmy people? Well, because... okay, so it, so they were going for the Outstanding Comedy Series, so there is that. Uh, this is, they think this episode um, is funny. You're telling me no, they think I mean, that this episode, not, I, not the Emmy people, the three, the three forerunners all think that this show is a funny I mean, show. It's not, I mean, it's not, right? Like, no. They know that this show isn't funny, it's just one of those, like... It, because it's a musical, it's lumped in with comedy. Oh, um, but this show, I guess that's true. This show is far from funny most of the time, I would say. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah. So here are some some things about the the critical response to the episode. Um, IGN uh, rated it 9 out of 10 uh, and what? said it was one of the best Glee episodes that it ever existed. What? Um, no. <laughs> Oh no. Um Linda Holmes of National Public Radio, NPR. You yes. know him. You love him. Yeah. Uh dismissed PCHH. it as one of the most Yeah. Dis- uh dismissed it as one of the most emotionally inauthentic inauthentic episodes of the show. Oh. Um, well at least produced. at least my gu- at least my girl Linda Holmes got me on this one. Yeah, she uh, got us. Uh and then Todd Vanderwelf. Well we know who he is. Yeah. He's uh he's AV from Club. the A V Club. We've we've read some quotes from him before. Uh deemed it a f- deemed it a failure on almost every level. That's a quote. Oh my god. <laughs> I I could have uh, I feel like I could have written that in my notes. <laughs> like I uh-huh. agree with that so much. Oh. Uh, and the Huffington Post found it an extraordinarily counterproductive response to the string of teenage suicides in early 2010. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. Okay. Okay, so listen, this this episode is really bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, honestly, like, Maggie had a lot of beef with last week's episode. And, like, I think it's understandable. I think, I think you're completely yeah. justified. This week's episode is the one I have a lot of beef with. No, I also have beef with this one as well. We have gotten to some beefy episodes and as a vegan i do not approve <laughs> let's get into the actual like episode though let's do it let's yes. get it over with okay so we start with the recap as per normal we fu- we hear about puck being in juvie um we see a lot of the couples for some reason and then we also see oh um oh we we do get a flash of um the puck catchphrase i'm badass number one. Oh, we so, do his his waluigi catchphrase fun. Um, yeah, that's right. And then, but then we get a we get a reminder that Kurt, and well, I guess this isn't as much a reminder as a new piece yeah. of information. But um, Coach Beast, who I I think we should refer to as Shannon this entire episode. Yes, um, I I agree. I I have her in my notes as Shannon. Yeah, that Kurt and Shannon are lonely. We knew Kurt was. Um, yeah. Kind of, I, I guess it was implied with uh, Shannon, but not really. Um, I don't, yeah, it's definitely news to us. Yeah. Um, I think the show expected us to think she was lonely because she does not fit, like, yeah, it does not the conform general conception to, of beauty or something. Yeah, it does not like, conform to like, gender um, stereotypes. Yeah. 
the only thing we know about Beast, uh, well, Shannon, actually, is yes. that she has been kind to the children, a good football coach, and um, does not respond well to Sue's bullying. That's yeah. what we know about Shannon Beast. Yes. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think the show... All normal human things. <laughs> I think the show wants us to think because she is a football coach and she is a larger person um, that she could never be loved because... God forbid Disgusting. that someone would actually love someone else regardless like, because they don't look like, you know, a supermodel. This, this show is such misogynistic trash. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's get into the first scene. It's sin. They're discussing sex. Yeah. Um, it's so, a song of a quite... steam and ice because they're in it's, the locker yeah. room and they're in those huge metal tubs <laughs> that we've never seen before, but every football team has but, them, you know, of course. You know, the, the um, big sports tubs. Yes. One is full of hot water and a fin. And one is full of cold water, and Sam is slowly lowering his balls into it. There yes. you go. Yeah. Um, and so this is uh, they're, they're talking about sex, like Maggie said, specifically their lack of it. Because as you'll recall, yeah. um, Sam is now dating Quinn, and we have a long history of Quinn being not into sexy stuff, except for that one time when she got pregnant. Um, well, it's more of that Quinn has a lot of restraint in that regard. We yes. do, I think she's back on the celibacy club. Yes. Seems kind of uh, like an interesting choice that she's making, but whatever. And um, yeah, they discuss sex and how they're not getting it. We get flashes of both uh, Quinn and Sam making out and Finn and Rachel as they like talk about this the stuff. The sex, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, basically yeah. the problem that they're having is that they are... Um, coming, I guess they're coming yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So we had this issue last last season because Finn. <laughs> this is the same storyline that Finn had before. Um, it's the same problem. But yeah. So we 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 fought about it back then. Do you think it's a boner or legitimate ejaculation? Or, or are they co- or are they coming? It's an interesting question, <laughs> right? Because you'd assume that like. If they're dry, they're they're literally dry humping, right? Yeah. So you assume that like it's got to be coming. They're at least hard. It's yeah. Because yeah, so... if, if it's a boner, then like they have some problems. I think maybe. <laughs> um. I, I would agree. So yeah, I think it's that they're coming. Um, and Finn is like, hey, you just gotta find your mailman. That's yeah. a callback, y'all. Well, well, a we mailman also, callback. The the best part is we actually see the clip again. We do um, of Finn hitting the mailman. Very it's, good. It's a shortened version, though. We don't get the bit where Carol's screaming or anything. <laughs> no. Uh, and uh, then uh, Sam's like, "Well, I, I don't. I've never run over a civil servant. I don't know how yeah, I can exactly. really uh, do that." And then we see Beast yelling at Artie. Shannon is Shannon. yelling at Artie about yeah. wearing a cup. Yes, I guess. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, it's like an offhand joke that's in the background, kind of. Um, that's right. But yeah, and then who. Yeah. Well, Finn, Sam is. Yeah, Finn. Finn points they, out they see yeah. Shannon uh, doing this, berating Artie, and the two boys leer at her basically. And Sam's like, "Guess I found my mailman," because apparently uh, she's so unattractive. Well, which so, is yeah, it's not su- good. It's not um, great. It's bad. The the impetus at least from my notes that I have, is that, like, Finn points out that Beast gets a wedgie whenever she's mad. Yeah. Um, This is bad. This is a bad plot line. 
this it's bad we're gonna have to talk about it a lot and i'm not excited about that um it's really bad and we're really sorry we have to talk about it let's get into the next scene so we can stop talking about it well yeah let's uh, let's move to the fi- other plot line that's really good yeah, this episode that's really kurt, bad kurt gets bullied again um yeah so kurt so- and tina are walking in the hallway where they're discussing sweater trains yes. for the fall season and uh Kurt gets locker slammed by Karofsky for the first time. Yeah. Karofsky is alone in this episode. He's not with Azimio. That's all we need to know about this scene. Uh, Kurt looks distraught, obviously, because he's being harassed. Yes. <laughs> Next scene. Um, they get to class, which Glee, and they're they're in the choir room. Oops, excuse me. That uh, LaCroix Karate how, is How did that up. taste? It tastes good, actually. It tastes like apple. Um, anyway, so Puck is back. He's back from Juvie. Um, he's yes, very Puck is returned. He's very confident in his in the face of Juvie. His return. Um, he he's bragging about how it was fine or whatever. Um, yeah. And then Shu reveals that uh, reveals their competition for sectionals this year, which are it's a a, a group of old people getting their GEDs. Yep, the the hipsters and and it's the Warblers. Yes. From Dalton Academy. Uh, and Which it's an all-boys Sant- school, yeah. And Santana butts in here talking about how she just came up with a bunch of good ideas for gay jokes. Yeah. Which, that was, I'm pretty sure that moment, that joke was the purpose of naming these fellows the Warblers. And yeah. then uh, they discuss their competition. Will is like, well, to get everybody riled up for Horny, horny for competition. Let's do. Uh, he, yeah, he's gonna put on the second annual girls versus boys tournament, yes. which is the wrong word. Yeah. So yep. they <laughs> competition is better, uh, and and he's dumb. Yeah, he forces Kurt to join the boys again. Um, yeah, because uh, Kurt, because Kurt went to the women and uh, will with his back turned, just like go to the boys kurt i won't say it again it's like um fuck you guy yeah um (laughs) how about you fuck right off yeah next well can we talk about something real quick why is the competition for sectionals different this year um why do the sections change so i so i think the sections change because they want to um diversify competition Cause and this happens for literally every single like every single year, so it right. is consistent. Well, I, I think, don't think it's realistic to real life. Yeah, but I was it's gonna the say way they it's, do it. It's definitely a plot device, so that way they can introduce new group competition yeah. every which year. Is, but like, which is fine. Like I'm fine with them not facing vocal adrenaline. Like right. I'm, I'm, well, I'm they, interested they, in seeing somebody else. They will though in regionals because for some reason I mean, regionals eventually. is consistent. But sectionals is not. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, regionals. Well, regionals can't be consistent because it's whoever wins sectionals. Oh, you're it's right. It's just consistent because the people who win sectionals are pretty consistent. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's move to the next scene. Um, this is the last yeah. garbage plot of this episode. Um, it's Yay! Puck and Artie. It's, it's Puck and Artie. Also, um, it's party. I I had uh legs party. legs and wheels. Uh, the new oh, buddy oh, cop that's... drama. Um, that's great. I'm pretty sure that is a reference to American Dad. <laughs> it well is. done. Um, and anyway, Party is uh, connected because Puck is going to use Artie as his community service. Yeah. Uh, so, which so, I guess means making him more of a badass and pushing around his chair. Well, he said it's he, confusing. Yeah, he said that he he 
claimed community service because he quote knew a cripple um which is not a nice thing to say and it's important for later unfortunately so that's the reason i brought it up um kurt gets bullied again so we like party walks by artie does artie does seem chill with this to a certain extent yes Um, well he's he's like he's like oh we'll be friends then and puck says no (laughs) (laughs) yeah well so it's funny because it starts out artie is like oh if you're gonna throw me down the staircase can you do the back one it's less humiliating um but so it looks like this might be an opportunity for that former relationship you know the the one from the first episode where puck trapped Artie in a um in a porta potty maybe yes. maybe that will be a thing of the past for realsies now anyway um they there's like a nice transition they're in the hallway they walk yeah. out of the hallway we stay there because kurt is again bullied by karofsky locker slammed this yep. is locker slam number two um karofsky refers to his fists as the fury yeah kurt uh, responds this time. He's able to get a couple words in about steel refinery, whatever. Yeah, there's a little, uh, there's a little more Kurt standing up for himself. In the this. bullying is always uncomfortable because it's like, oh, I didn't realize that only gay, like gay characters, could only express themselves by being in opposition to somebody hating them. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so this next scene kind of builds off of this. Kurt is meeting with Shu. Um, about yeah, it the seems bullying, like Will has, yeah, yeah, it seems like Will has seen this maybe and Colin Kurt into his office. There's not a really smooth transition here, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, the, I think the point the point to highlight here is that, um, well, two things. First, Will asks, "Is there anything I can do?" And Kurt responds with, "No." Will is just like, "All right then." Right. So that's the first thing to notice here is that Will is like, "Oh, I yeah, I have no power here. I'm not a teacher. I can't well, stop this no, kid Maggie, from harassing somebody else." Maggie, I think it's more like, "Well, he said he didn't need help, so I guess yeah." <laughs> yeah. Well, and <laughs> okay, so there's that, and then the second thing to notice is that Will is treating Will treats this problem and the majority of uh like Kurt's the storyline surrounding Kurt, the majority of the of the blame is placed on Kurt for being upset. Yeah. Or at least it feels that way, right? Yep. When he's being treated unfairly, uh, especially to us as the viewer, as like queer viewers, we're watching this and being like, this is some like extreme bullshit. And then the majority of the people he talks to are just like, yeah, maybe you just need to stop being so upset. Maybe you should just stop being so gay around people. That would yeah. be good. Yeah. Stop doing that, and then your life will be better. Well, like it's like, hey, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's, no, I no, I agree. <laughs> the issue is, I think that that is honestly a real life response. I don't think the show yeah. should be promoting it, but yes. like realism, I guess. Um, yeah, but like, does this show need to have realism in it? Not in. Can't I the show just? I don't know. No. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a high school musical. Like, it doesn't need to have realism. It yeah. doesn't need to stick to the status quo. You get it? Yes. Yeah. It's just some bullshit. I'm, yeah. I'm upset by it. Yeah. There you go. There's, so there's a line in this that I want to read yeah. because I wrote it down. Because we were, we're having, so they're having this conversation, Will and Kurt. They are. Um, Kurt calls out Will and he says, yes. you, like everyone else at the school, are too quick to let homophobia slide. And your Fuck lesson yeah. plans are boring and repetitive. Fuck yes. Yes. <laughs> Kurt, the voice of the people. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, so then I wrote, like, it seems like the takeaway at the end of this meeting, um, Will just takes it as Kurt is unhappy because he has to sing with the boys. Oh, yeah. No, because, yeah, his reaction to Kurt being like, your lesson plans are repetitive and boring and I'm not challenged and no one here is challenged. Yeah. His response to that is like, oh, you're upset that I didn't let you sing with the girls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <sighs> like, yeah. Ugh. So, um... Speaking of, then we move to a glee, a glee class. We're in the choir room. Um, yes. So coming off of this hot, uh, hot criticism, Shu has decided yes. to tw- twerk up the lesson plan by... Uh, He's going to challenge yeah. the new directions. Yeah, or whatever. Um, he tells each gender group they have to sing a song by the other gender. Like, so traditionally performed by uh, an artist of the other gender. So yeah. yeah, which I can okay. So I understand the motivation here, and I think it's a good idea from like a show writer's perspective. Like at least it's like a fun yeah. twist on what songs to pick. But it's so heavily binary and gross. Like I'm just like, well, nah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can. I you can fault Glee for that for sure. But unfortunately, that's just kind of a like staple of most society. Unfortunately, is by just well. I wouldn't say that that's completely true. I, I'm as an anthropologist, Sam. I would say our our mindset uh, or that that like vein of thinking is fueled by uh, like preconceived notions of that the like the, that the Western world has kind of a monopoly on what culture is, mm, which is not true, right? Yeah. Like this kind of extreme binary isn't even like. Like it doesn't really have that deep deep of roots in Western culture itself. It's just kind of overprophetized these days. So mm. like that's why we think it's like oh this is the way it's always been. This like men are men and women are women. That's just the way it is. Like it, that's it's some bullshit. You know it's fucked yeah, up. No. Oh, I'm and not saying I'm not the, saying. Well, it's- the, like the the reason why I bring it up is that like Glee shouldn't be a show where these things are reinforced. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Sure. I agree. Like, with I mean, what it, with yeah. what it claims to be, it shouldn't be this. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to get upset about in this episode, and this is like, yeah, this lower is a, on the list minor, for me. Yeah, such a minor <laughs> thing to to be fiddling over. So let's continue. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they're going to be doing uh, opposite gender shit. Yep. And we see the boys uh, talking about what they're going to do. Kurt has like a whole thing set up. He's got poster boards with like cutouts and he's talking about how they're going to be doing Diana Ross and there's going to be Bob Mackie-esque boas, which I support all of this, honestly. And the boys are like, um, yeah, uh, we got this actually. How about you go check out, check out the warblers or whatever. It's a very, it's a throwaway scene. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Puck does call them the garglers. Um, he does. Which <laughs> so, th- hey, was, he probably got that from Santana. I was gonna right? say, was that the joke? Like, okay, because we're we're gonna have to talk about this. Well, we'll talk about this soon yeah. anyway. But like, just because yeah. it's an all boys school, that doesn't mean they're gay. Like, I'm just confused yeah. about the logic in that. No, but, it is kind of confusing because it's not like that's a normal logic no. to take. Like, it definitely seems like everybody is, like... Oh, they're definitely gay. But it's just like, no? Like, that's not how all boys schools work. (laughs) No, it's just a school with all boys at it, and they do wear blazers. That is the only things that we can assume. Yeah. So, anyway, so let's keep keep going with this. So, um, we cut to Sam and Quinn 
are Swam? I I'm I was trying to figure out Swam? Swam? Uh, Swam is all right. Quim? Mm. Quim? Uh anyway, they're, yeah, they're making out. Yeah. Uh and the the nub and gist of it all is that uh Quinn is rubbing her body all over Sam and is like, "Hey, say my name." And Sam Sam says the word beast. Yes. Okay. Well, that's what okay. happens. Uh, well, but we do we do have to address there is Oh god. Uh, I just I I hate this. But it's like a it's like a cutaway dream sequence yeah. bit, like a very small well, bit where we see Sam is Beast. fantasizing. Yes, Sam is fantasizing, yeah. and he's fantasizing about Shannon um, in lingerie, cutting meat, and then also wearing a yeah. cheerleader's outfit. But the thing is, I, I just mean, I the, feel so the, bad for the that lingerie. Actress. Yeah. yeah, the one one the lingerie is pretty modest, and yes. uh, secondly. Um, she looks uh, she looks pretty good in that cheerleading outfit yeah. actually. No. Uh yeah. and yeah, so the the reasoning behind why Sam says Shannon's name is that Quinn is like say my name Sam, which I guess she's like I don't know, rub, Gets off rubbing on her that. thighs, rubbing her thighs so right against his dick or something. I don't really understand what is happening in this situation <laughs> because we do see like shots of their feet like a foot apart. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it, it's weird. But yeah, um, uh, anyway, but yeah, so uh, then Sam sees it as in the, Shannon. In, yes, saying, in the fantasy, yeah. in the fantasy, Shannon is like, say my name. And Sam says it. Yep. There you go. The next scene is Quinn talking to Sue Sylvester. She's yeah. like, she said, he said this, he said this name during, while we were making out. It really upset me. And Sue's response is, well, we have to make your pain public. Uh, yeah. you have to tell everyone that this happened. Uh, that'll make you feel better. And Quinn is like, yeah, all right. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I so- mean, it is, it is clearly, uh, Sue's plot to continue to torment. Uh, yes. Yeah. Shannon. She sees it. She sees it as an opportunity to remove beast or Shannon, sorry, from the school. Um, so uh, she also, so Sue also says some pretty horrific shit regarding bodies oh, in yeah. general. She um, says some gnarly shit. But but there is a scene where she's talking about how she's she's has all these terrible mental images of Sam and Shannon having sex. Um, but she says, "I'm gonna have to get that out. Like, I need the only way to get this out of my mind is by going to the wound care center. I'm gonna have yes, to yes, and look at some wounds. I'm gonna go stare at some wounds, which." The delivery from Jane Lynch is very good it's on good. that line. It's, yeah, Jane, Jane Lynch is a comical genius. We already know that. Yeah. Um, uh, she the also, next scene well, is... She makes a reference. Sam. Did you want to catch the reference? Well, sure. Tell me the reference. She calls she calls Shannon uh, Mary Kay Letourneau, who is, the, who is okay. a teacher who, got, uh, who had sex with a student and got arrested okay. for it. So When? Uh, back when? in like the... 70s i think oh my god <laughs> why <laughs> why was it used anyway. anyway let's get to the next scene it's party uh yes. they're busking yeah it's busking robbins uh, bob yeah they're busking bob marley's one love 32 flavors of I feel like, love i feel like we can make an argument that um bob marley's song should never be covered uh, let alone on Glee, because it really goes against the message that I think he was trying to do. Um, yeah, probably. And this is the first song of the episode. Like, what the fuck? 
Right. <laughs> where where's where's the singing? Um <laughs> Yeah, um <sighs> Yeah, there okay, so during the song, there's some random steel drum players that show up. Yes. Who yep. What is Who the are school? They? What, what, what is, are they? What is the school? Is my question. Like, maybe they're not. Maybe they're non-diegetic. Maybe those kids aren't actually there. Uh, yeah. And we do see Puck extorting some nerds yeah, for cash. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, they're they're getting money. He has a. Yeah. He put his guitar case out so they could get some money. Um, Party start- ends oh, yeah. up making around three hundred dollars, and yep. after the song is over, they discuss what they're going to do with it. Puck's like, "We'll just buy a bunch of clove cigarettes," and then they see Britanna walking down the stairs, and he sees Artie looking at Brittany, and he's like, "If you want her, we can get her." And uh, yeah, yeah. Turns out Puck is and also then- a douche to women. Who could have guessed? Well, we already yeah. <laughs> we already knew that <laughs> exactly, and uh. It's and Puck is like, we'll take Britanna on a date to the sticks. It'll be great. Yes. Are we ready to go to the next scene? Yes. We're okay. Here. I'm ready. Okay. I, okay. I'm. I want to. I want to open my heart and welcome this scene in. Okay. Well, so first of all, it's the best one from the episode. First of all, I want to. I want to open this scene with mm-hmm, a reading mm-hmm. from the book of oh. Tina Cohen Chang, second yes. chapter. Verses I'm 6 so ready. to 11. I'm going to try not to fall asleep during your scripture reading. Okay. On that day, Kurt Hummel did die from being murdered by the devil's servant Karofsky, and he visited the halls of heaven. When there, he met the Lord's favorite angel, Blaine, who did shine grace and love upon Kurt Hummel, and the Lord saw this, and he said that it was good. Thus the Lord did return <laughs> Kurt to the world of the living, and upon waking from the coma that Karofsky had so heinously delivered upon Kurt with the fury, Kurt found that God had bequeathed upon the sad, lonely world of Lima his favorite and most special angel, Blaine. <laughs> Holy shit. I was, I was going to so do a reading good. from the Book of Santana, but um, yeah. the verse starts, Kurt did descend into the, ba- uh, into the bowels of the gayest place on earth. Um, so I decided not not that one, maybe. Yeah, no, um, that was really good. I loved it. I kind of like this sort of uh, mesh of um, like ecclesiastical aesthetic with uh, full-on fan fiction. I'm down. <laughs> this is great, and I really want to support your art. Thank anyway, you. this is the scene where Clayne meets. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Curtis is going to be... A- yeah. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is like basic this is a one of the main love stories of the whole show. So, yeah. here we go. Yeah, so Kurt Kurt is visiting Dalton, if it wasn't clear, that's heaven, um to spy <laughs> it on It is beautiful. It is a beautiful building. It is. So, yeah, and he, um, we see him descend on a uh twisted staircase. Yes. He's wearing something that's quite like a like a at least a little bit similar to the um, uniform, so he doesn't stick out too much. Yeah, uh, it's like a it's like a black blazer and a tie or something that he's wearing, and uh, he, yeah, he the Blaine talks to him for some reason. Why do they talk? Why do they talk? I, uh, they I mean, they strike up a conversation. Yeah, and um, well, it's because somebody is singing. Somebody yeah. is singing, right? Well, yeah. So so it's because Kurt is like coming down the staircase, and everyone is like super excited and like running in a direction. So he like asks Blaine, who's just there, he's like, what's going who, on? Who is, who is just Darren Chris, adorable, even yes. though his hair is 
shellacked to his head. <laughs> Such yes. a shame. Um, but yeah, so then Blaine tells him, oh, there's going to be an impromptu performance of the Warblers, who are cool and, and Kurt, like rock yeah, stars. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt's response is, wait, the Glee Club's cool here? And Blaine is like, oh, the Warblers are like rock stars. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> Which... uh, Kurt looks very excited. And yeah. Blaine is like, hey, come with me. I know a shortcut. Grabs his hand, and then they slow-mo run down a hallway. It's this great. Happens. Yes. It's, to be fair, we have to enjoy this because this scene is the only we good do. one we're going to get. It's the, only, it's the only good one in the episode, y'all. So just kind of bask in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so, we get to yeah. uh, some sort of like common room, I guess. Yeah, they, they move their uh, backgammon table out of the way. So that way, so that <laughs> way the choir can get in there. What, what is, like, is... How does Dalton Academy exist? Like, what is it? <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. Later in this episode, Blaine goes to uh, Blaine goes to Kurt's school. He does during the day. It's McKinley, which yeah, McKinley. That's right. The show, the show's school. Um, but here's my question: <laughs> Does Blaine actually yeah. go How to school? How does he have time off? Yeah. Does, <laughs> so honestly, like, it was kind of a joke, but maybe Blaine actually is an angel. And, like, Dalton is just, like, a cover? Yes. Yes. For, like, the fact that he, like, is actually just there to make Kurt's life better. Like, okay, so I really want to support uh, this line of fiction that we've created. I love it. But, really, Blaine is more of a a non-time-restricted plot device. I would say he's more of a, he's more of a doctor character, you know, like he just yeah. jumps in his TARDIS and then he's right where he needs to be because everything's That's blowing right. up. He's um, like he's like a gay the doctor, um, and, uh, and I mean, really, he's just there as especially right now. He's not a character; he's just no. like a little toy for the writers to play with and no, he's, move across the board. Yeah, he's a he's a mouthpiece for all of the people who are like, "This is bullshit." Um, and also, yeah, but, is... but what a beautiful mouse mouthpiece he is. Am I exactly. right? Exactly. Well, so, cause that's the thing is, so they run and the impromptu performance turns out Blaine is yeah. a lead for Blaine the just, Warblers. Whoa. Blaine lets go of Kurt's hand and just like, you know, starts in on his solo. It's, yes. uh, Katy Perry's teenage dream. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the Warblers, the Warblers all seem to have a really fucking good time. Yes. singing yeah I, and well so does everyone else like all yeah, of the people everyone there is fucking <laughs> bugging they are jumping around taking off their blazers they're just like running around and having the best time in the world which uh, honestly i think that lends more support to the idea that dalton doesn't really exist because there's no yeah. way in hell anyway but yeah <laughs> so they sing it it's wonderful it's amazing it's it's really Blame. honestly i think it's a very good performance yeah, it's it's a really good performance. Darren Chris's voice is beautiful. His uh, like first entrance into the show is pretty spectacular, uh, yep. and he does sing it directly to Kurt. So yeah, well that's what are we? <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to think? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, he it, it seems suggestive is what I wrote because he does sing it directly yes. at Kurt. And also, Kurt, Kurt uh, does look like he's about to faint for most of yes. the song. <laughs> like, yeah, he and. <laughs> At the end of it, he actually he seems happy, which is nice because he's, he's been pretty unhappy for the he's been unhappy for the season, uh, yeah for for a long time. Yeah, 
Um, so it is nice to see him happy. And uh, here's what I, my last note about the scene is: gotta get me more of those D. Chris close-ups. Yes. Um, there are a lot of close-ups on Darren Chris's face, his beautiful hazel sparkling eyes, uh, as he just belts his little heart out. Um, yeah. Is there, is there anything yeah, else? Yeah, I, I can... Oh, yeah, go for it. I can support this part of the show. I can support this part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is there anything else we can say about this scene so that way we don't have to no. do it in the next one? <laughs> Dang, No, there's okay. nothing more we can say, probably, so let's get into um, the uh, heterosexual makeouts. Yeah, let's so, get back into that, I guess. Yeah, so the next scene I have titled, Bad, No, Bad, because yeah, you're in the so hallway. Tyke, yeah. yeah, Tyke is discussing... How Sam has apparently spilled the beans about the Shannon trick about yes picturing Shannon in compromising positions to get rid of your boner. Well, yeah, to to, make you to quote cool off, not come. That's the okay. That's the thing. This this episode they continuously use the most disgusting and ambiguous (laughs) phrase, "cool off." We do this to cool off they're doing it to cool off what the what fuck does that mean it, what yeah. does it mean <laughs> so uh, anyway yeah so tina's pretty excited about this and yes. she pulls mike into a close by empty classroom and they make out uh and mike is like hey <laughs> maybe slow down we don't want to get caught and tina's like no let's make let's out for just real make out really uh, hard i guess and uh, then we see a flash of Shannon dressed as a ballerina, smoking a cigar. Yes. And uh, then Tina says, Shannon's says name. Beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this part is confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, at this Mark. point, it just seems like Tina might be attracted to Shannon. Yeah, like, I don't really understand. Is, that does seem okay. So I think that's m- how Mike takes it as well. Yeah, because he gets pretty upset. Oh, and yeah. we already know that Mike knows what the background is here. He knows that people are picturing Shannon to quote unquote cool off. Right. So when Tina says it and like seems to be you know pretty uh, into it, still right. He's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Something's going on here. So Mike is pretty upset. Yes. This scene is horrible. Yes. Next. Well, this scene is also horrible. Um, this, this next scene is maybe worse. Yeah. Quinn confronts Sam in the hallway about Beast, um, accusing him of sleeping with her. Uh, so She's like, oh, you're not getting it from me. So you're getting it from anywhere you can. Yeah. This is some pretty, like, this is a pretty intense accusation to make. Right? Yeah. Well, see. Cool. Yeah. I think that's part of why this episode is such garbage is that like people are throwing this around like it's like a fun joke or it's nothing. And it's like, no, this is like, this would be a super serious thing if this were like, anyway. Yeah. If the, if the football coach was having sex with the players, it's not a laughing matter. No. This is, it's not. And the thing is that Glee tries to play it for a joke most of the time with these like little like flashes of of yeah uh, Shannon, Shannon dressed yeah. this way, but it's like it doesn't play as one because no. it's not funny. Like no. it's just kind of upsetting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, especially so, oh yeah, I I just can't get down with uh 
so so much like of this heterosexual bullshit from this show either sure. because the show's not good at it like it's not good at portraying sure. these like yeah, teen the... heteros so right. why is it doing it well you know maggie the the most the the big viewership bucks are in heteros probably i wouldn't know anyway uh, is it yeah so beast <laughs> overhears quinn yelling at sam and stop she gets kind of dragged she goes to investigate this. yeah yeah she goes to investigate what's going on over there um and uh basically here's what's been going on because of quinn screaming it and mike closes out the interaction by coming up and being like hey stay away from my woman yeah she also Shannon arrives is, at some point yeah who cares Whatever, that's the scene. It's bad. Well, there, Next, there is it's, there is one line that Sam, I just want to highlight no, from Shannon. Take me, it's, please take me back to Dalton. No, take no. me back to heaven. <laughs> Wait, there's a line from Shannon which is, "You crap on my leg, I'll cut it off." Which I don't know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> I love it though. That's yeah, such a good thing good. to say to someone. I feel like it's really intimidating, but also like confusing in the best yeah, exactly. way. I love it. Yeah, but so anyway, so then we're still on this plot line. So where uh, Shu found out what's going on. He's talking to Sam and Mike in the choir room. Um, oh, yes, we're not. Okay, I forgot to write about that, but that that's okay because I hated it. Th- that's okay. Uh, Don't worry. Yeah, there's a reprieve coming up very soon. Um, Will basically makes the boys spill the beans about what's going on. Yes. Uh, which I think that's a big fault of this plot line is making them repeat themselves so often. Right. Like we get, we get it. The explanation at the beginning, then we get the explanation from Mike uh, to Tina. And then we get the explanation from Sam to Will. And then we get the explanation from Will to Shannon eventually. And it's like, Hey, maybe stop repeating this bad, bad thing. Like that's, (laughs) yeah. Why is that this plot line? Yeah. It's garbage. Um, Will, makes it about how Beast is like us, in quotes, um, rather than tackling the actual heinousness of what they're doing, which is just being terrible. Um, yes. And then um, I, I wrote... He's like, he's like, why would you disrespect an outsider like us? Exactly. Like, hey, hey, how listen. About, how about, why would you do this to any person ever, you horrible, also, like, horrible teenage boys? Also, maybe say something to Quinn? Uh, yeah exactly like, yeah like, the, like hey quinn maybe don't shout about maybe, maybe don't accuse like these... your boyfriend of having sex with one of his teachers publicly and loudly in the hallway yeah and if you're going to do that uh do it in front of a teacher and like don't like take it to an adult quinn yeah this is not yeah oh my god so anyway Which I guess is what she did yeah. when she went to sue right but, well take so it to also a, like a f- take it to a real adult Take it to a non-comical villain, please. Um, uh, but yeah. That's the scene. To be fair, there is... I made a note that says, whoa, I actually agree with Shu for once. Because I think ah. this scene does kind of go to a place where she was like, this is really bad and you have to stop doing this right now. So, yeah. That that's is, good. Uh, that is the way that Shu closes out. He's like, uh, you should stop doing this. You should have never done this. This was very bad and... Uh, Coach Beast can never, never know. know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so then we then we go back to heaven. We we get a reprieve from this shit shit yes. plot. Um, we see three of the warblers. Uh, the tall there's a tall Asian man and a uh, really handsome black man yep. and Blaine. Yep. And they're 
because the warblers are also stunningly diverse. Yes. Uh, I well, think it's in- like really interesting. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Maggie, it's because they, they go to private school. They're all drinking coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. They're all drinking coffee with Kurt. Uh, Kurt is wearing a completely different outfit than he was in the last scene. So this is seemingly a different day. Yes. Or uh, just later in the day, probably. Because Kurt's not wearing his Kurt spying his outfit. Because he, he's why not spying cha- anymore. Why? He took his spying outfit off. He has a different <laughs> outfit. <laughs> he was carrying a pretty big bag. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. So they, they, the Warblers they talk him, about yeah. how Kurt was spying, but yes. it's fine. And how, like, Kurt is like, so is everybody here gay? And they're like, yeah. no. Not everyone. <laughs> well, well, that's but some people. Yes. <laughs> well, that's okay. So first, first, yes, they knew he was spying, and Blaine has yep. a very good line where he's like, "We figured that wasn't really the reason you came." Which both when I watched it with other people and then watched it by myself, I had to stop because I laughed so hard about <laughs> the the innuendo of the frame, the, yes. the phrasing. Yes. Oof. Um, but um, yeah. So Kurt, yeah, like you're saying, Kurt yeah. says, "Is it so? Is everyone in the school gay? Where did they get this idea? Where did I don't this know. come from? It doesn't it's, make it's any such sense. Such a weird idea. Oh God. We Ugh. we just have to lean in, Sam. This is one of those glee assumptions we're just supposed to make. And <laughs> but yeah. uh, the straights. So the straights leave the table. Yeah. So uh, it turns out Blaine Cl- is the only. Plain is yeah. about. Yeah. Clay is, is about the only to have a very one. tough oh. conversation. Yes. Uh, because Kurt is like, oh, finally, I've met another gay person. Right. I am going to cry now. Which, yeah, I can dig it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, so. They have a tough convo yes. where Kurt talks about how he's being harassed, yep. specifically by Karofsky at school. And Blaine talks about how he was harassed at his old school, which is why he came to Dalton, which has a zero tolerance bullying policy. Right. And he's like, hey, listen, uh, you c- I could just tell you to come here, but no, not everybody can afford tuition here. I get that. Uh, you, c- uh, you could use this as an opportunity. Uh, a phrase that he, use, that he uses is, prejudice is just ignorance. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, "This is your. This is a teaching moment for this random dude." Yeah. Okay. He says it's a teaching moment, and then it turns into you need to confront him, which yeah seems a little different than a teaching moment. This is for me. I mean, this is all very bad advice. <laughs> yes. I would say. Well, yeah. He he tells he tells Kurt to refuse to be the victim, which is yes, like that's some more that's some more blaming Kurt for being upset bullshit. Exactly. Which, yeah. No thanks. Yeah. He is being like bodily harassed every single day. Right. He is allowed to be upset. Right. Um so I have a question here. How he, old yeah. Kurt's, how, Kurt's oh. not letting Kurt's Go not letting himself be the victim. Kurt is the victim. Right, of, exactly. Like, harassment. Yeah. It's happening. Exactly. Stop um, gaslighting us, Glee. God damn it. Well, let's take a break from that heinousness. Um how yeah. old is Blaine? Because okay, he... this is such an interesting question to ask, right? Because the warblers all look like about a chill twenty-five, right? And Blaine well, and also himself, he talks about his old Dar- school, so like yeah. So what's going on there? Yeah, so- Darren Chris uh, is I think like twenty-four around this time. Okay, uh, and so I mean that's not really an indicator, though. Uh, no, yeah, because Puck is like forty and. Finn is at least <laughs> 35. So, but like, there, um, is, there is no indication to what grade he is in. No. He is the solo 
for the warblers. So we kind of assume that he's at least a little bit senior, older, yeah. right? Maybe right. maybe not a senior, but definitely, you know, one of the older members. Well, and he talks um, about his old school, but so like yeah. at least a sophomore, if not a junior. Sure. Um, Except as somebody who has watched the show, <laughs> I was going to say, I know that that's not true. Yeah. That's not true because I'm pretty sure Blaine is introduced later when he, cause uh, I mean, I, I guess spoilers. Do we want to do spoilers? <laughs> spoilers or no? Well, I mean like n- probably not like, like let's just say, cause probably I know what no. I know what you're going to say. And yeah. it's that he, w- he's a sophomore later, like yeah. a year from now he's a sophomore. Exactly. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Maybe he maybe he got held back because he never went to school. I... Dalton. <laughs> got it. Yes. Okay. Maybe he was taking so few credits at Dalton <laughs> that he only qualifies as a sophomore. Maybe okay. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Any, anywho, um, after this tough conversation that they have, uh, Blaine is just like, yeah, go back to your school and confront this guy. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's not great. No. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So let's Next let's move scene. on. Yeah. So it's the gal pals. Um, the girls of Glee Club are preparing for their they're number. Ta- they're quote unquote rehearsing. Literally, <laughs> yeah. they're all just sitting around like doing their nails. I well, think. No, no, no. They're and... they're making their costumes. Oh yes, they're making their costumes, and uh, they're discussing what they're going to be doing. And about a minute or so into the scene, uh, one of the girls is like, "Shouldn't Rachel be talking? Like, why isn't Rachel talking? Yeah, is and she Rachel here in the back?" <laughs> Rachel is in the back of the room and she's like, well, I decided to embrace the assignment wholeheartedly, which is to do the opposite of what we would normally do. So I am being quiet and watching us inevitably fail. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, because they they because I think um, they talk about in the scene how they lost last year. Um, Yeah. But they they didn't, though, like they didn't lose last year. Well, the voting hadn't come out before they were all caught for uh, drug disc- use yes they, yeah they were disqualified for they, uh, overdosing on vitamin d they they, <laughs> they were lance armstronged out of the competition that's um, right so uh but so then puck and Artie arrive um because, and we get a yeah. really fantastic moment of uh leah michelle acting when she screams spies <laughs> yes <laughs> when they come in it's like such a perfect rachel moment i love it and uh this is when party asks out Brentana, and yes. they seem down yeah they, uh, they they plan a date for breadsticks um puck apparently yes. told Artie before this that the way to a girl's heart is to be an asshole because yes Artie is just intentionally yep. being rude to Brittany, yep, which is yeah. an interesting choice. Well, Puck, Puck talks about this when they busk one love. Right at the end, he's like, he's like, when you want a girl back, you just have to be a fraction as nice to her as you are mean to her, and then she'll love you. Right. And it's like, what are you talking yeah. about? Uh, anyway, this does seem to work for Puck because he says to Santana, he's like. Yeah, maybe we'll go out uh, tomorrow if we haven't found hotter girls to date by then. And Santana's like, wow. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what? Uh, doesn't make sense. Santana Everybody... is. Maggie, Maggie, is, it's like, every... such a lesbian. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Maggie, it's every girl's dream to be number two. Um, Ugh, so anyway, let's move to the next scene. I don't want to, but we have to. Um yeah. So, oh my God, this Shannon, one's bad. Shannon and Will are in the teacher's lounge, and she's asking Will about what the fuck is happening. Um, 
And uh, I don't want to rehash the exact language because it is horrible. Will spills the beans. Yes. He tells her what's going on. It's horrible. Yeah. It's bad. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. Even though Will had said earlier, she, she can never, never know. know. About this. Yeah. So that's the thing. She she gets him to do it. She, she tells him, I can't do my job if the students don't respect me. And you're the only person I trust at this school, which... Yeah. I was like... She does seem really? to butter Will up into this confession. Yeah. It is interesting. Well, I mean... Uh, because it doesn't make all that much sense to me yeah. why she would, no. for one. And also, like, um, uh, I don't... Like you, I don't like it when Will is praised for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's... Okay, so and here's... And the scene itself is bad. I, do, what do you think? Should Will have not said anything? Should Will just have been like, don't know. Like, um, well, what's the right thing to do here? I don't know. I don't think telling her was a great idea. Well, the the worst thing is that, so Will introduces it the exact same way that Sam and Mike did when they told Will, which is that it's like, yes. this isn't personal, which it yeah. obviously is. Like It like, obviously is so because like, it's don't... like objectifying a teacher. Yeah. It's like, uh, don't. In, the, in a, like a pretty perverse way. Yeah. So. Well, it's like, don't, I, I would say from Will's perspective, like. If you're going to tell her, don't try to, like, coddle her with it. Be like, this is what is happening, yeah. and are you, I'm making them are stop. You like, like, are you, like, slamming your hand on something right now? I'm hitting <laughs> I'm hitting my pen <laughs> against the counter because I just can't deal <laughs> with so this. You're so angry. No, um, no I understand. Well, it's bad. It's the, really bad. The worst part is that Shannon asks for details because Will says yeah. they imagine you in compromising positions, and then Shannon says... Like what? And then Will Which, tells her. Which, why would you her. do that? Right. Oh, so my God. I, I can understand I can understand asking, like, what as someone that is just upset and, like, you know, not, like, I yeah. mean, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction to be, like, give me more information. I think I feel it, like Will Will should be, like, I'm not going to tell you that. Exactly. Or, like, like, Will, like or just lie. Like, Will can pull just back. Be like, just be, like, I don't know. Because you, I like, don't know. I don't know because I haven't asked my students what their like sex dreams about you are. are. Yeah, I haven't talked to my kids about what what their sexual fantasies are because I have boundaries. Because Except I'm a Will teacher. does not have boundaries. Anyway, Gah. that's that's where this ends. Um, we move to the double date, which is at Breadsticks. Uh, yes, we're at the sticks with Party and San- and uh, Britanna. Yes, and Puck is telling a story about. Uh, how he used yeah uh, he's talking about juvie and how he used the phrase lego my ego like in context right uh and uh then they decide to ditch the check it's puck's idea he's like hey let's 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 just bounce out of here we're too too badass to pay for our food and well uh yeah already does it anyway because yeah but. Yeah, Artie ends up paying for the food because he's like, what if the waitress has kids? Which is like, yeah, Artie, fuck yeah. And uh, Puck's like, I'm going to take these girls back to my pad for some sookie sookie. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just a couple of highlights from this scene. Um, after Puck tells the story where he uses Lego My Ego in context, oh, Santana yeah, says to him, bit. you should be our nation's president. which is Santana does seem like besought in this episode which is weird yeah like it doesn't really make too much sense to me maybe she's just like got a rush of endorphins because he's back from juvie and she can um she can 
cuddle get, up against him get back, and his body yeah, heat. Get back, the, get back on that dick, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then Brittany is squeezing Artie's leg and is like, are yes. you not into me? Because well, I've been doing she, this for an hour and confused. a half. She's like, I've been squeezing your leg for an hour and a half. Are you not attracted to me? Instead of saying, I'm paralyzed from the waist down, Artie is like, oh, I was I was actually paying attention to our waitress. Yeah, I was She's getting, pretty hot. I was getting some vibes from our waitress. Oh, who God. is like the but, old woman who has been a waitress at Breadsticks in forever. like every single scene. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that when Puck suggests Dine and Dash, um, no one seems into it. Like Santana no, and Brittany no are not like, impressed by this. Like they're just like, um, what? Yeah. Well, I think because Santana and Brittany do appreciate a man who can pay for their food. Yeah, I think so see. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay. Um, so there you go. Yeah. That's so the Puck, scene. The next Puck scene dumps up Artie. is yeah. Yeah, Puck. Uh, the party is broken up. <laughs> the next scene is the girls' performance. They yes. sing a mashup of "Living on a Prayer" and "Start Me Up." Yep. Um, so they wear some nice leather outfits, and they, um, they are—they do look like they're having a baller time. Yes. Uh, their hair is all, is huge. Yes, everyone is just sort of like running around, and there's lights. Yep. Uh, um, Rachel sings lead. Yep. So does Mercedes. So yeah, it's pretty yes. good. Um, and then it's fine though. It's like, it's pretty generic, honestly. Yeah. Um, Kurt gets a text during this performance oh, yes. from Blaine. The first that, courage <laughs> that simply reads courage. Um, courage <laughs> and uh this one is not in all caps i want to no, specify it is that. not and yes it, it is it is just a simple capital c urge courage um but <laughs> Thanks, yeah blame so then uh this performance ends and will is about to div- dig in with some um uh some constructive criticism it sounds like um but then becky arrives with a note from sue with a note to meet Shu, or so, for Shu to meet Sue in the auditorium. It just says auditorium now. Yes. And well, in the auditorium, we see Sue with some confetti cannons. Yep. She tells uh, Will that Beast has been fired. Yes. Blasts off the confetti cannons and talks about how her Cheerio, Cheerios budget has been restored. Yes. She then caveats with this um, statement by saying that Beast actually quit. Yep. Uh, but she'll take the W anyway. Yeah. Well, so okay. Yeah. Uh, Sue. Yep. So Shu asks for clarification about, or yeah, Will asks for clarification about this, um, and then after Sue says it like three times, she calls him Annie Sullivan. Who's like, want yeah. me to palm sign that into your palm, Annie Sullivan? Um, my question is, so Annie yes. Sullivan is was Helen Keller's teacher. Does okay. that make Sue <laughs> Helen Keller? Because I feel like the. I... Better analogy would be I, the person who is not getting what you're saying well, is Helen listen, Keller. It's a bad analogy anyway. Yes. Uh, it's a it's an obscure reference that means absolutely nothing, <laughs> and it's bad. Well, and I, I figured it was just because it was offense. I, I feel like it was more offensive to call someone Helen Keller on TV. It is. It is more <laughs> offensive. Nobody knows who Annie Sullivan is. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, um, so Will does not seem as psyched about this as... Yeah, Will se- Will is upset that Shannon has Quit. left the building. Yes. The next scene I titled Courage. Me too. Caps, well, actually, with three dashes, yeah. Blaine. <laughs> I was going to say, my title is also Courage in all caps, dash, 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 Blaine. 
because... We were discussing this a couple days ago, yeah. right? Okay, is it a 2010 thing to have a signature on a text, or is it a TV thing to have a signature on a text? Or is it a Blaine thing to have or a is signature it a, on a is, text? Or is, is it a specifically Blaine thing? It does sort of seem like he... He seems like the kind of guy who would sign his texts, TBH. Maggie, or... Or is it a God's favorite yep. angel thing? Oh, well, isn't that the same? Isn't that one and the same? Yes. <laughs> Would just be Blaine. Yeah, uh, but so Kurt. So <laughs> the reason we're saying this is because Kurt gets a text message, another text message from Blaine, which is the message we have said multiple times now. But it's courage with courage. Blaine's name. Um, what do you think their text combo looks like? I, I think it's just courage, it, like seven messages of courage stuff. from Blaine. Maybe it's. Maybe it's normal stuff just interspersed with just courage. No, like, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I think the only interaction they really have is just plain courage. courage to Kurt. Um, so, yeah, so Kurt gets this text and rudely stands in the middle of the hallway to read it. Like, and I, I made it in my notes. He's smiling like, at his phone. It it's m- cute. It must be a long one for how long he stands there staring at it. And so, you know, understandably, he's to, besought. He's to, he's into this. He's into this kid. No, no, with Maggie. His big Disney prince eyes. Maggie, sending so, him courage every day. So, so understandably, Karasi comes by and clears the hallway for everyone by shoving oh. Kurt rudely into a locker. <laughs> I was thinking that this was a weird train of thought you were going down because I was like, Kurt was standing pretty close to his locker, from what I remember. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So anyway. Then, Kurt, yeah, yeah. Kurt decides to go after him this time because Cross kind of just does a shove and shove and run, I guess. Um, a shove and run, and Kurt's like, "This is my moment, courage. I yeah. gotta go." Blaine, I gotta go. Blaine do this said thing. it, and therefore it must be that way. Um, do we see the? Do we see his uh, like? inside of Kurt's no, locker here? Not or is yet. that later? Not yet. That's, That's definitely later. later. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Kurt runs after Karofsky into the locker room. Yes. And here is Karofsky's big horrible moment. Yes. Here we go, y'all. Well, we talked about the best part of the best part of the episode and here is the worst. Well, honestly, I don't I think this is really bad. Don't get me wrong. I think there's another yeah. moment in this episode that is actually worse than this one. This one is really bad, yeah, though. You might be right. Um, but yeah, this so one is really bad. Kurt, Kurt what ends up happening up, is yeah. Kurt and yeah, Kurt and Karofsky are arguing as they were earlier in the episode. Yes, uh, talking and Kurt says something about how like I'm just gonna stay the way I am. Like even if you try to hit me, because Karofsky does raise his fist, he's like, I'm gonna just stay the way I am. Yeah, uh, he's like, and, you can't punch um, the gay out of me. Yeah. Yep. And Karofsky, uh, it seems really. Uh, he seems kind of a mixture of terrified and angry. Yes. And uh, Kurt is like, hey, no one has told you that you're the most ordinary person in the whole world. And yeah. uh, Karofsky interrupts him by kissing him on the mouth. Yeah. He he uh, yeah. sexually attacks him. Um, yes. So, yeah. So he, he kisses Kurt um, and then he hits a locker and then he runs away. Well, well, yeah. Kurt pushes him off like pretty yes. quickly. Yeah. And Karofsky actually goes back in for the uh, the secondary kiss, and Kurt is like, "No, no, 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 no!" And yeah. like backs up his whole body. Yep. And it's just like, mm, "Don't touch me." Yeah. And uh, then Karofsky does punch a locker, and he leaves. Yes. Um. And then Kurt seems justifiably horrified. Terrified. Um, yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's move to the next scene. Scarred, wounded. 
Yeah. Let, let's move to the next scene. It's shame. 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 Yeah. Um, because my, Will, my yeah. label for this scene was new direction needs more boundaries. Because <laughs> Will is shaming the Glee Club for what they've done. Um, yeah, he's like, I'm really disappointed in all of you. And it's all, so it's all 12 of them sitting in front of him with, I'd say, probably roughly half knowing what's going on. Right. The other half, represented by Rachel in this situation, is like, um, what the fuck were we supposed to have done? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> yep. And then Will is like, um, well. Well, no, no. I think, um, I think <laughs> Sam is like, well, yeah. really, it's like three uh, of it's us. It's actually Finn. Finn is like, Finn brings it up. And oh. He's like, yeah. Well, we were taught all the boys realized that the boys and Tina, I guess, realized that we could use Beast as a as a way to cool off when we were making out. Uh. And everyone is like ho- like justifiably horrified. Yeah. I think. Well, no, no. Well, so Santana does have a nice line where she says, "Yeah. Well, like, you know, this is this is why people should just put out. If everyone put yeah. out, we would have a winning football team." Um <laughs> yes, because the uh Will is reprimanding the boys basically because shannon has left and uh the boys are understandably distraught they're like oh but we are winning like we don't want her to leave right yeah um Uh, and yeah yeah well so i have a question do you here's the thing i can't tell anymore sure um do you think that will actually cares about shannon or Uh Do you think that he doesn't want to lose the only coworker who legitimately likes him? So, I feel like in Will's mind, Emma still likes him. Yeah, so but I like, don't think it's. I don't think it's that she's unavailable because of Carl. Like, I think. I mean, I'd like. I'd like to think that Will is actually upset that this is a thing that could happen. Um, but I, but I, he am def- not convinced. He's definitely handled it. He's Very definitely handled poorly. it extremely poorly by yeah. um, having his students confess their sexual fantasies to him. I mean, it's not, it's not cool. No. It's really uncool, actually. It's pretty yeah. bad. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's overall, really it's, hor- it's it's bad. Yep. The next scene it's is... Wiggins and Puck. Wiggins. Wiggins and Puck. Uh, we're back in Figgins' office because Puck has been called there and Will tagged along, I guess. It's some parole shit. Uh, apparently, Puck is not fulfilling his duties, yeah. uh, his probationary uh, things, because uh, he's supposed to be doing community service. Yes. Um, yeah, so we find out that his so his uh, parole officer, I guess, type yes. person is there. Um, it's Miss yeah. Martins. Um, but she she tells us that... Um, they were expecting Puck to be working with an inner city gang because he wrote on his sheet, hanging with a crip, which is yeah, really not like it's I mean, low it's hanging. What, it's it's just really low hanging. You it's, know, I mean, it's a bad it's a bad joke. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. it's relying on a slur. Yep. And Gleeson tell bad jokes even when they're framed as bad jokes. Right. You know, it's it's. Like, a lampshaded joke is still a joke that shouldn't be told. Yeah. There Um, you go. But, yeah, so Will fights for Puck by saying he's doing really good. And then Miss Martins is like, oh, yeah, the three three days days he's been here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Puck throws, like, a pretty intense tantrum. Yes. uh, By throwing some shit around and being like, I'm not going back to juvie. You can't make me go back. Yep. And And then he runs uh, away. 
And then he runs away. It does sort of, I feel like this scene feels kind of like a wind up to a song that never happens. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, Doesn't yeah. it? It feels like Puck should be like, should be like scream singing something as he runs down the hallways after this. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That seems Maybe really just... high school musical though, you know? Okay. <laughs> it's a, it is a musical set in a high school. So anyway, um, so Puck throws this fit and runs away and Artie sees it when he runs by him. Um, then we go to the next scene. It's yep. Clay. They're, they're at McKinley together. Yep. Blaine, it does look definitely out of place in his Dalton uniform and they are talking to Karofsky. On a staircase uh, confront- that we've never seen before. <laughs> Together they're going to confront Karofsky. No, we saw, we've seen it earlier. The uh, When they did New York State of Mind, the oh, girls yeah. came it's, down on that it's staircase like when the, they were rapping. Yeah, but it's like way... It's it's Yeah, it's, it's pretty high up. There's a chain fence yeah. to prevent um, people going off the side, which is down. Yes. important. Um, but uh, yeah, this is where I was wondering if Blaine actually goes to school. Uh, yeah. Because this is like because the it middle, is the of, the middle of the day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and so here's what happens. Uh, Blaine is like, hey, Karofsky, I'm here to confront you because uh, you assaulted Kurt. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, Karofsky's like, you better not tell anybody. And yeah. Blaine's like, whoa, man, get out of my face. Yes. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, Blaine essentially reveals that Kurt told him about the kiss, which you can see on Krosky's face is not ideal. He's panicking. Yep. Um, Krosky <laughs> shoves Blaine up against this chain link fence. Um, and then Kurt shoves Krosky off of Blaine. And yes. then uh, Kurt, Krosky Kurt runs protects off. Blaine. Yes. Um, K- yes. Krosky scampers off. And then Klain Kurt has sits a to- moment. Yeah. Yeah. Klain sits together on the steps. Where Kurt reveals that uh, he'd never been kissed, at least one that counted. Yeah, sorry, Brittany. Yesterday, sorry, Britt. <laughs> well, it's Kurt. Kurt's talking about gay kisses. Duh. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, but so that's the thing. If the he's next gonna scene, well, well, before let's just talk about this real quick. If he's gonna sure, exclude Britney's curse or Britney's yeah. curse, Britney's kiss, kiss, then kiss. why is he counting this one? Because it seems um, like this because falls... it was a boy. I mean, I don't because think because it was a. Sam, because it was a boy, and this show works on binaries. Like, oh, what are you, what okay. are you talking about? Well, because like that's the thing is, I would, I would imagine, and like uh-huh. to be fair, I wasn't in this situation, but like, and sure. I, I understand. I, I would think I'm not, I'm not saying that this is an unreasonable thing to be upset about because he was, yeah, sexually assaulted. Um, but like, yes, but like, I hope, I hope that coming away from this, Kurt can look back and be like, that one didn't really count either. Because it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't something I wanted, you know. Like, yes, yeah, yes. So anyway, because it shouldn't count because it was not a kiss; it was sexual assault. Yes. So anyway, I just wanted to say yeah. that because I no, think, I think, Brittany I think gets it's short an important shift. thing to say. <laughs> yeah, Brit- Brittany does get yeah, poor Brit. Uh, um, but yeah, so here's the next scene. Do you want to know what I titled this scene. one? Yes, it's like poetry. Um, no, because Will is. Uh, coming to fi- he's coming around to force Shannon to stay at the school in the locker room. This um, scene is so heavily uncomfortable. Ma- yes. Is this the one that you don't like? Yes, this is the worst scene <laughs> okay, of the episode. Okay, I'm I'm so glad because I agree it is quite bad. Uh, Will and Shannon have a conversation about um, how Shannon is upset with 
So, did you just make a fart noise? No. Uh, <laughs> some, some, something made a fart noise. I dropped, I I dropped my pen again. Sorry about that. Oh, it um, sounded like a fart noise. And I was like, hey, I get that this scene is bad, but let's, <laughs> let's, keep, it, let's keep it civil. <laughs> let's, keep um, the level of di- let's keep the level of discourse, you know, <laughs> at least a little bit academic. And um, anyway, their conversation is <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it is really bad. Yeah. So essentially, so Will, I okay, I wrote down that he lies to her to try yes. to get her to stay. Um yes. And like that's harsh. It can be read. It it can it be read that way. Yes, comes around that way because yeah. Because uh, the nub and gist of it all is uh, Shannon is like, hey, listen, I just find I just find that this path of my life is really bad. I mean, I have never been loved, and yeah. I've never even been kissed. Will oh my god! So we came around to the title. Yeah, well, we had, um, we had already come around to the title because Kurt had never been kissed bit- either. Yeah, this bit has is like upsetting for a few reasons I feel. Uh like this uh preoccupation with like a heteromantic narrative is of course upsetting, uh mm-hmm. especially on a gay show like Glee. And uh it's uncomfortable because why would she feel comfortable enough to share this with Will? Right. No, yeah, I so, don't understand it. Yeah, so there's some pretty so there's some things in this scene. Also, um, Will grabs Shannon as she's walking by him to force her to yeah. stop leaving, which is inappropriate. I don't. Yep. I don't know if Will ever got the sexual harassment seminar, but like he honestly he would have just, failed. Just stop touching everyone. Exactly. He needs to stop touching people. Yeah. Ever, um, please. And then Will. So Shannon, like you were saying, kind of gives this a bit of an impassioned monologue about how it's really hard being where she is because of, you know, the way she looks and her job, people treat her poorly. And then Will says, I get it, which I wanted to slap the shit out of his face because he's an asshole. He said the same thing to Quinn, a pregnant teenager. Like that's his go-to is like, Oh yeah. It's being like, Oh, I I understand. Let me, let me mansplain this for you because I understand. Let me make this about me. Will Schuster. Yeah. Um, he is a man made of trash. He's not actually a human being. He is just a pile of trash wearing vests. Yeah. And um, to yes. close out his real trash move here. Yeah. So after he, Shannon shares this very vulnerable thing with him, Will is like, hey, baby, you're beautiful inside and out. And then he kisses her. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, uh, just, let's just say one thing real quick. Will... Will says something about how her heart is too big for most yeah. men, which seems offensive. Yeah. Like, that's just not... Uh, It's just, like, an unchill thing to say. Yeah. Like, it's, like, ch- changing it into her problem. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's again, not that, these, again, it's not that the, the men that she's dealt with are trash. Yeah. It's not that the men that she's dealt with in her life are probably just horrible, because most men are. It's that she is different (laughs) yeah exactly and like which like what (laughs) yeah will is essentially telling her you need to refuse to be the victim um so yuck 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 (laughs) yuck anyway yeah so he kisses her do you think do you think this happens because they have really similar hair like their hair no (laughs) (laughs) their hair looks very similar though 
Sorry, I, I was just think... trying to find anything to hold on to in this scene that wasn't garbage, yeah, and that, that was wasn't the only what it was. that was the only thing I got was they have really similar hair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he uh, here. Let me let me read you a quote from okay. Vanderwerf, our our friend Vanderwerf, Werf, Vanderwerf, whatever, the guy from the AV Club. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Vanderwolf commented negatively on the way Glee plays up Beast's masculine nature while simultaneously lecturing viewers against mocking her. He called the kiss somehow both heartfelt and completely horrifying. <laughs> I would I would not agree with the heartfelt, but I would agree with no. the completely horrifying. Um, I think it's yeah. I think it's that he's um praising uh the acting uh like, the act the actor not yeah. Will not no. Matthew Morrison the the other actor the person who portrays Shannon yes uh which I yeah I, so, she does perform very well obviously yes. no that's that's the thing coming off like and we're we're almost near the end here but like my we're main, almost done one <laughs> of my God. main takeaways is that like Shannon the actress who plays Shannon. Yeah, maybe does Which deserve Dot, an Emmy because they treat her Dot so Jones? poorly. Like, I th- I'm pretty I sure her name is Dot Jones. Dot Jones. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's a really good actress, and she I is. really she's like very her. Good. I just really yeah. hate what they did to her in this episode. Um, but anyway, it's really bad. Let, let's let's keep moving on. Shu tells uh, Shannon to come to the choir room at four because the boys want to make an apology. Next scene is party uh, reunite. They they're going to reunite, and uh, by way of uh, Artie stopping Puck from running away, basically. Yeah, pretty Puck much. Puck is packing up his locker. Well, and he's, he's like, I'm bouncing. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, uh, Maggie. He's he he's going to die in a dash again. You know. Yeah, basically. Poetry. Uh, Puck's pulling his running running away move because he doesn't want to go back to juvie. Artie's like, I thought you loved it there. You you did the ego thing. And Puck is like, no, it was horrible. I lost my nipple ring because somebody pulled it out of my chest. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> and I never, and they always took my waffles. Um, So then Artie offers to tutor him in geometry as he picks up trash on the side of the highway. Um, yep. And Puck admits that he's been terrible. This, I mean, this uh, deal that Puck eventually ends up taking is kind of a lose-lose for him, honestly. Yeah. Artie's like... Hey, buddy, I- I'm gonna hel- I'm gonna make you do math, and you're gonna pick up trash on the highway. Well, and Puck is yeah. like somehow convinced by like already twists his words so man- magnificently that Ar- that Puck is like, yeah, all right, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, I mean, Ar- Artie does make a little so, bit of an argument about like you need a you need to have a good presence in your friend. life. Like you need to yes. have someone that doesn't just do shitty things all the time. Um, but the the gross thing for me is. So like it's cute, like they they're getting along, yeah. but their thing, I guess, because when they when they like end this interaction, they make a hand vagina, and I was just like, I oh, am yikes, I'm done forever with this. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, the way that they both seem to hate women is strange. Is next scene disgusting? Yeah, is well, uh, the final locker slam of the yes. episode. Kurt is wearing a magnificently yellow sweater. Yes, and he gets slammed into a locker yes um we see well we see the in we see the inside of kurt's locker here um he has a picture of blaine yes with the word courage underneath it in big fun letters this this, this picture of blaine is basically like his school portrait yes which means that blaine gave it to kurt i want to 
Yes. I want to say that right now. He must have given it to him. Yep. Did Kurt ask? Did Blaine just offer? Who knows? Who knows? And uh, yes, below it is a collaged uh, version of the word courage, except there's a accent on the E at the end, so it's courage. Oh, good. And yes. Yeah, there no, you um, are. That's the, that's Kurt's locker. It's a weird yeah. shrine. <laughs> the other thing, um, during the scene, um, there's some like soft piano music that plays, like after he gets rammed, um, which is an interesting choice. <laughs> like it's just well, weird because we Sam because we know every locker slam has actually been a multi-layered like. If interaction now because yeah. we're supposed to feel something for Kurofsky oh, other than right. hatred. Yeah, because he's the real victim here. Because yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, let's move to the next scene. Uh, I mean, being oh. closeted does su- like being closeted because you're afraid of uh like backlash for not being so does suck. Yes, but sure. you know what? You know what also sucks being out, bullying and so, harassing people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so let, let's just move to the next scene. We're going to have to talk about the entire episode anyway, as a whole, whatever. So the last scene here, um, Beast has come to see the boys perform because they're going to do their yes. apology as a musical number. Um, she they're points- wearing blue blazers oh. and black pants. Yes. Uh, um, she yeah. point be or sorry, Shannon points out that this is a shitty competition because nobody yes. wins anything. <laughs> like, yep. Um, she's like so what do you what do you guys even win and then the boys respond with hopefully your forgiveness uh um, mm, mm. they're gonna sing now yeah the next the song that they do is stop in the name of love uh with colorblind well it's, it's free your mind i think it's the song name. free your free your mind excuse me that's fine it's it, yeah uh it's a bad song yeah i mean honestly i think it's interesting it's an interesting mashup because they kind of fit together yeah. in a weird way. Um, but, yes. But uh, the rap bits are fine. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a fun. I like. You know, I don't think it's you know, bad. I was, but... I was talking to a friend of mine. Okay. Also, are both of these like w- like femme songs now? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about what a better mashup would be. Uh, sadly, it can never exist. Because Uptown Funk came out, you know, like two years ago or whatever. Yeah. So Glee was already off the air. But Uptown Funk and Uptown Girl. Think oh. About it. Well, don't they Uptown sing Uptown Funky Girl? Girl? Don't they sing Uptown Girl they in do. a couple episodes? The, the, warb- yeah. the Warblers sing Uptown Girl like a season from now, actually. Oh, oh okay. Because, because uh, like, I think Evil his name Sebastian. Is Sebastian? Is yes. Yeah. Sebastian <laughs> sings lead. Yes. Um, CW's The Flash. Yeah. Sebastian. I can't wait to get there. Going to be lots of Flash (laughs) jokes. Um, Anyway, so there's a little bit where all of the couples are shown um, because all the girls are sitting in a line. Because, of course, uh, we have to have have them couple off. It's the end of the episode. We need Um, to be reminded where everybody's at. Yeah. Uh, Kurt does grind on Mercedes a little bit, which is very good. Mercedes Mercedes is into it. Yeah, but Will is not, which is what makes it even better. (laughs) Kurt Kurt does is doing like a full on lap dance kind of kind of vibe. (laughs) And Will is like Mercedes. (laughs) Will is like freaking out behind them. It's great. Um, Yeah. Yes. And then the episode ends as they all they all surround Shannon. 
Um, with with their their hands out in us in the stop. Yes, yeah, stop, stop motion because it's stop uh-huh. in the name of love. Um, and then she smiles, and then they all hug because this is yeah. Glee, and that's how this works. Yep. Because <laughs> even though they did something horrendous, everything's yeah. fine because it's a Glee set. Even though, really, I think some of them probably shouldn't be touching her. Um, they are anyway because they all learn from Will. They are anyway. That's right. Let's because there's no because oh. there are no boundaries at McKinley. No. Nope. What, what are boundaries? What I are think, they? I think that actually is McKinley's slogan. There are no <laughs> boundaries. Um, uh, do you want to let let's let's start moving towards the wrapping up? Let's bit. yeah. Let's, let's do the fucking podcast business. Podcast business. Podcast business. Podcast business. Podcast business. It's podcast. That's where you're supposed to come in. What was that? Sam? Yeah? That's where... Oh, no, I'm want, supposed to say business? That's where you're supposed to come in. Was I supposed yeah. to say business? Okay. You were. Got it. Can, can that's you, a fun... Can you say it? Business. I'm not going to okay, cut that. That's so, going to all so stay. Just, um, so, just cut, so just cut that in. <laughs> just put that in to where the to this part where you're supposed to say it. It'll be right, good. Right. Thanks I'm definitely going to do let's, that. Wink. Let's have, Rachel, let's have Rachel do her thing now, though. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Okay, so this week, gold this stars. Week, gold um, stars. Who went first last time? I can't remember. That's a good question. I think I probably had you go first because yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you go first this week? Did I I gave it to Brittany last week. Honestly, in retrospect, I should have abstained because I gave the episode a five out of five. But what can I do? Yeah. Uh, this time, I am going to give my gold star to the one and only, our Lord and Savior, Mr. Blaine Warbler. Here he is. Yep. Uh, is that his last name? <laughs> that is what they call him a lot. <laughs> Great. Uh, his his last name is Anderson, though. Oh, okay. Uh, Bla- well. Blaine, Warb- Blaine Warbler Anderson. Sure. Here he is. Welcome onto the show with a gold star. Yeah. Um, I'm also... Teenage- well, I'm I'm also yeah. gonna I'm also gonna give uh, God's favorite angel Blaine my gold star Great. as well. Good. I, that means I don't really have to explain myself as to why. No. So yep. the best number it's teenage dream, no contest. Yep, I agree with that one too. Um, I will I will give some credit to like um the two mashups that they have. I think they're yeah at the least... girls' performance is is really good actually. It's yeah. surprisingly competent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, I feel like I feel like they're well done. I just think that Teenage Dream is better. They're, like, <laughs> I mean, they're also like Teenage Dream at least has a context for a reason yep. why we would see it, right? Yep. Also, it's a good. It's like it works on multiple levels because Blaine is Kurt's Teenage Dream. Well, honestly, and... honestly, actually, I think what you said actually reversed that. Like the mashups are actually too dictated by the episode, maybe because like sure. Like sure. they, they have I mean, too grounded a place. Teenage Dream kind of also, seems like fanciful and random. Like whereas like it, but it like relates to the show. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the songs "One Love" is such complete bullshit. Oh yeah, no, I'm not even counting that one. And that wasn't even a contender. The the mashups they all feel like out of place in a sure. way of they're they're just not really connected to any of the story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, do you they, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it just sort of feels like this is that's extra. Like that's th- that's the D plot line in this episode. 
is the songs, which is kind of fucked up. This is a musical. Yes. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's uh, this episode is just bad. It's pretty bad all around. <laughs> yeah. Along those lines, what are you going to rate this episode? <laughs> I'm going to give this episode four out of five slushies. Yeah, I'm giving this episode four and a half out of five slushies because okay, it's we've so had some bad. Pretty bad. It's... We've had some pretty bad episodes, y'all. Holy but, shit! But guess what? Guess what? Next what? week's episode is maybe the best episode in this season so far. Because what is it? What's the name? The substitute. Oh yes, it's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Yes. So it's yeah. It, like, okay, I'm very excited. Like. This this week is hard because this episode is really yes. bad. Like, yeah, I, and it, like, because it it not only it not, it's not only written poorly, um, and it not only has like a really uncomfortable plot line that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. That's Beast. It also has like Glee died uh, like didactic vibes in yeah. the worst way with like. Oh look, you were wrong the whole time about Karofsky. He was yeah. gay this whole no. time. Like it's like hey. No. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my girl Linda Holmes on that one and say inauthentic. Like Nice. I don't feel you don't you didn't earn that emotional weight. You don't get to have it. It's not that's just you not do, how this you works. You don't get it from like, me, Glee. It's not for you. Yeah. No. But yeah, I think um all of those things like I wrote a parody of the Bible rather than You did watch this episode. <laughs> If that means anything, like no, I'm I'm down for this like Glee Bible mashup, yeah. uh, much like the songs in this episode <laughs> that you don't think would go together. I really think there's some like nice uh, parallelism. I'm down. Yeah, we'll see. We we might have more readings in the future. It depends on how bad the episodes get. Um, so I mean, so so there's the book of Tina Cohen Chang. Yes. Um. Are, are 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 like the main four the heart of the club? Are you saying that's who's writing the Book of Glee? No, I mean I feel like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was mostly <laughs> it, like I would imagine. So obviously, Blaine is Blaine is our savior, our Lord and Savior. Yep. Um, of course. So this this is his story. I don't know if Kurt mm-hmm. would have one. Like Mary Magdalene uh, didn't have a book in the Bible. No, she didn't. So yeah, because she because she and Jesus were too busy fucking. Exactly. Which yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think the reason I picked Tina, well the the book mm-hmm. of Tina. Excuse me. Yeah. The reason I picked the book of Tina to read from is because <laughs> she was in the episode, and like sure, like I felt like her account was somewhere between the truth and uh, real life. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Okay, so that's what's going on in uh, in this show, in this podcast episode. We've yes. finished it. Uh, we have made some pretty outlandish statements, but I think they're all warranted based on the show. <laughs> and that's come back next we week. Yeah. Yeah, come, come back, back next week to watch us talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> or and- listen to us talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. In in the meantime, um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, it's going to be right. at SNM Hate Glee and then Facebook.com slash SNM Hate Glee. And you can check out our Patreon at, SNM, at uh, Patreon.com slash SNM Hate Glee. Uh, you can uh, give us like a dollar and see our notes. Yeah. Uh, which um, can. 
can be interesting. You can see what uh, sort of what what jokes get we cut. Leave... <laughs> yeah. yeah, what jo- what jokes get cut, but also how many misspellings uh, we both ha- we both might have. Uh, also, you can read yeah. the. Well, you can was... read Sam's, um, uh, you know, uh, godly inspiration. <laughs> you can you can see the drawings that Maggie has done of Santana's yes. mouth. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, and we might, depending on like, I, I'm gonna look at that again potentially and see about potentially changing up pricing structure. Um, it might go to a per episode thing, so it'd be like an, sure. a dollar per episode or like two or three dollars per episode something like that where it's like mm. and like cut them down a little bit um but anyway just keep an ear out we'll we'll make announcements about changes there um anyway also, you can also don't yeah. don't feel too pressured to do it uh, it's chill uh we're gonna keep doing the show whether people want us to or not because we're both that's how great art is made <laughs> yeah we're completionists and stubborn so yes. here we are we're gonna suffer through we're only six episodes into the second season but we're ready to tackle the rest of it yes um you can also email us at snmhateglee at gmail.com if you have that's right any reason to do that um any, any sort of commentary on the show uh we already know the last two episodes are bad because the the episodes are bad yeah there you go well yeah so yeah um i don't think there's anything else right now so let's let's wrap this no, thing up thank god let's end it let yeah. it let us kill this beast let anyway us put the the final oh. nail in the coffin of uh never been kissed never been kissed they when they made it into a movie they were making a mistake um <laughs> i've been sam <laughs> Drew Bar- oh damn Drew it Barrymore should be ashamed <laughs> yeah pretty much uh i've been sam and i've been maggie and we hate glee from the top 